Kerry Adams and you're listening to Kerry's Connoisseurs coming to you from Solid Gold Podcasts. Here we talk to the movers and shakers, the drinkers, the dreamers and all the people who make it happen in the liquor and luxury industries from around the world. Hello everybody, thanks for joining us on Kerry's Connoisseurs. Today I have, you know what, I've been practicing this, how long have I known you? <laughs> I either want to call you Barbara Hogan or Jocelyn Stone. And I often get called Barbara Hogan. <laughs> She's not. She's Jocelyn Michael Hogan. Michael keeps calling me Barbara Hogan. Yeah. She is Joss Hogan Wilson. Welcome to the site, to the site, to the set. Thanks, Kerry. Lovely to be here. What are you doing in Johannesburg? I'm here, busy launching my 2022 vintage. And yeah, just super excited to be back in Joburg. All three bottles of it. Four, <laughs> <laughs> four wines. Yeah, I believe it more than three bottles per wine. Yeah. Well, just to tell you, Joss is the owner of Hogan Wine Estate. Is it an estate? No, not an estate. Yeah, Hogan far too wines. to be an estate. It's one of those wines that everybody needs to know about. It flies under the radar, just like Joss, which is deeply attractive to me. And she quietly gets on and does her stuff in the Banhook Valley. We'll speak to her about the property and how it all happened. She got a husband, mm -hmm. I think. You got father, two children. Husband, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get to that mm -hmm. too. But you all do need to know about Hogan Wines. She makes four of them. We'll talk about all four of them. And then, as I say, if you're lucky, one of the lucky few, you might manage to buy a bottle or if she likes you, maybe <laughs> a case. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> so, you are a viticulturist and enologist. You studied that in yes, Varsity, didn't you? Yes, I studied that. Did yeah. you go to Austinburg as well? No, I went to Southampton University. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, I was. Why? In, oh, Why did you do that? Oh, I like the science route. I enjoyed physics and chemistry, yes. biochem. That was up my yes. alley. So that route made sense to me. I've got quite an analytical brain. I enjoy understanding Where were you born? why. Eastern Cape. Born in Port Elizabeth and okay. raised in East London. Yeah, okay. And grew up there. Yeah. Went to school? Clarendon High School for Girls, East London. And then yeah. straight to Steelys? No, to Texas to play tennis on a tennis scholarship. Yeah. You see, <laughs> yeah. Caleb, do you see yeah. the things we found out on this, on this little YouTube set? <laughs> to play tennis, was that your first love? Sure. Uh, first love, yes. Uh, the wine, the idea of wine came at the age of 14. I decided I want to study winemaking. And why? Were your why? folks giving you wine at <laughs> Sunday lunch? Or? No, definitely not. They um, should have. Been. They should have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have started even earlier then. <laughs> anyway, no, it um, wanted to be a botanist. I was always inspired by plants. I also and soil. studied botany. Okay, I didn't study full, full botany, but obviously mm. that was the inspiration to get to the, mm. the wine. Um, and it was Mark Kent from Bokenotskliff, who wow. um, yeah, family friend, and I spent a week with him when I was 14 with my father. Our parents, were, our dads were best friends, and well, sadly his, his dad has passed. Um, and spent a week with him and was totally blown away. The concept of that a plant that encapsulates a whole I year's know. weather patterns, it's insane. I know. Yeah. It's a gorgeous thing that I keep trying. I think, I think my listeners and viewers get sick and tired of me, but I love I love the botany part of it, and then I love mixed with that botany part of it. I love the artiness of mm -hmm. it. Very creative. It's so, so creative, mm -hmm. and then it incorporates all kinds of artistic abilities as well. Because you you need to think about 
what are you going to call it? It's like having a child. What do you call your child? You don't just call it Lot of Fred or, names. Yeah. you know, you think about what you're going to call it. Um, and labeling is so exp it's so important and the whole look and feel has to go with the taste and the mouthfeel mm. and the whatever. So I love the creativity of wine. So you decided at 14 but tennis got in the way for a bit? Yeah, so the intention was to try find a university to study uh, the BSc in Viticulture and Enology and there are probably only about five in the world that offer that mm. qualification well at the time for when I was yes, looking into Yes, there's a lot more now. Yeah, there yeah. are more. Um, and but I've been playing tennis throughout my uh, junior career, and I didn't want to write that off right right yet. Yes. So um, gave it a go, and uh, unfortunately couldn't study winemaking at this university in Texas. So UC Davis is the only um, equivalent of what Stellan Bach is offering. And um, yeah, they, they don't have a tennis program. I needed to do it on a full scholarship, but just unbelievably expensive if you're mm. one of four kids and you want to mm. get over and study um, mm. overseas. So um, got through a year, loved it. Um, but How long were you in America playing tennis for? You know, just just the, the 12 months okay. and went back after the December break, that's in the year 2000 and I got really badly injured, tore the ligaments in one ankle and that was sort of just like that operate and I would have been out that's for a long period. That's what I would period. have prayed for. I'm <laughs> such a bad sports person. <laughs> I, play, <laughs> I played I think, one it. hockey match <laughs> when I got to high school. I did lots of music and ballet. So I played this one hockey match and remember getting somebody smacked my ankle. I can't remember if it was a hockey ball mm -hmm. or a hockey stick that hit my ankle and cracked it. And my ballet teacher said, you'll never play sport again. And I thank God for her to oh this God. day. <laughs> Bernice Lloyd, thank you for stopping me from playing sport. I'm so yeah. bad at it. I'm really, really, really bad at it. Um, but it's amazing that you, somebody can be that talented in that direction and in a creative oh, direction. Thank you, Gary. No, I mean, not um, brilliantly you talented, you just allowed. Hey? Oh, thank you, that's kind. Um, Anyway, but if, if it weren't for the, the, the torn ligaments, I don't think I would have ended up at Stellenbosch. So, um, mm. yeah, it was, it was favorable. Uh, very fortunate, actually. So. so who did you study with in your year? Who are some of the all-time we, we had a, we had a really great year. Yeah. Um, a lot of us lived in a house together. Um, it's a house of 12 students, six guys, six girls. It must uh, have been wild. Crazy wild. Mm, mm. Beds were burnt. It was, I mean, there's no firewood. <laughs> it was nuts. <nice. laughs> Um, so I had um, Chris Alight, uh, Peter Allen Finlayson were st studied with me and we lived together in, in a house. And by default, a lot of the guys who lived in the house ended up in the wine industry. So if mm. they were studying a, a BCom marketing, they all ended up in wine, you know, just because the whole house just you know, thrived and lived around the wine industry. What yeah. fun, it must have been a brilliant, what, four, it's an undergrad, hey? so it's four years. Undergrad, yeah. Mm. Chris Bastrid, uh, he was also with us, a, a dear friend, and he traveled with me. So Murray so. Bastrid is married to a girl who I was at school with. Yes, Juliet. Juliet yeah. was, she was Juliet Bagnall actually, she was in my sister's year, a few years ahead of me at school, so I've known the bastards for a hundred years. Very yeah. lovely family. Yeah, they are, gorgeous they are people. Yeah. So you had loads of fun at Stellenbosch mm -hmm. then? From there um, to Margaret River uh, with Chris Bastard, the, um, mm. the deal was that I would organize the um, Southern Hemisphere Harvest, he would or or organize the Northern Hemisphere Harvest and um, went off and, and did our um, couple of months in, in Margaret River and were planning to head over to Le Bon And Bastia. did you love it? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's a huge inspiration for what I do now, my time spent there. Is it? Very much so, yeah. 
particularly on the shard front. Chardonnay, yeah. yeah. Particularly <laughs> on, and cab, but, but definitely the shard. It's sort of, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, I model a lot of what I do with my shard and what I tasted there, yeah. It's just invaluable, that kind of yeah. experience. How long did you go for? So it was about, uh, throughout the whole harvest, about three months. Um, Chris stayed on and he, um, he went through the Nullarbor and drove all the way to Sydney, the lucky guy. I had met my husband the year prior. I didn't know he was going to be my husband. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> no. a big problem, guys. <laughs> we, we want to be bottling that stuff that makes you give, throw everything up in the air <laughs> and change your whole life. Yeah. We need to be able to bottle that stuff, hey? What do we think it is? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what you We do what know what it is that. if we study it. Serotonin and, and all, all those, those things that things. make you feel gorgeous, mm. but oh, they just don't last long enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they change and they morph into something else, Absolutely, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. So you'd met your husband, whose name is? Nicholas, Nicholas Wilson. And he is a fruit and flower farmer in the, oh. in the Bannock Valley and, and hence I reside and work from that area. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And, and we met and, and that was it. I, I mean, I obviously stuck to my plans. So I was going to go do harvests and, and travel a bit. Mm. Um, but I think I spent my whole salary on just phoning him for <laughs> the last <laughs> three months in Australia. So, um, Where did you meet him? Oh, no, I don't tell you, Carrie. <laughs> oh. No, no. I, I, okay. Tell us pub. snippets. You don't have to bear uh, everything. Can you believe it? Never thought I'd meet my husband in a pub. <laughs> did you meet him in a pub? Second oldest pub in the country, Daaka on Dorp Street. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you met him before you went to Margaret River? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then mm. you've got your heart pulling you back. Mm, heart's pulling you back, yeah. And, and strangely, Chris Bastard, the, the girl he was dating, is today his wife. So, and he oh, met really? her soon before he left as well. Not yeah. in Diaka, though. No, not in Diaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to tell too many people that. We should have whispered that. Nah, it's all good. Diaka's so, a good place. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, met Nicholas in Diaka. You mm -hmm. went off to do your harvest. Mm -hmm. And then you came home. Uh, then I came home and decided against going to Michelle Roulon at Le Bon Pastier and looked for a job in South Africa. That was the decision to rather So is that where the time came with the bastards when, when he went to, when Chris went to? He, he went to, to Michelle. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, and I, I decided I spent an amazing time blending one year with Michelle Orland. Lucky lady. The most unbelievable palette I've ever come across Certainly in my entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Amazing so character, yeah. Remarkable yeah, Very man. generous too, yeah. Yeah, he's gorgeous. He's mm. just Larger than life, yeah. he's lovely. He's he was very happy to have us reprobates. I couldn't quite believe it. I know, <laughs> but he's like that. He's he's terribly all embracing of anybody who shares this mad common love that we all mm -hmm. share. Absolutely. So you came home mm -hmm. and did what? Came home, uh, got a job with Bruce Jack. That was my first job as assistant winemaker. You can't really go wrong with Bruce Jack. I had unbelievable place to start. What a gorgeous man. Very grateful for the, mm -hmm. my time there. I really am. Yeah. And what did you make with Brucey? Sure. Um, he was every variety you could think of that was available in South Africa. Bruce was playing with. He's like a Gatling gun. He still is. He fires, and the bullets go north, south, east, oh, west, everywhere. Unbelievable creative. But most of them hit the spot, you know. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So it's new labels. Like every week, there was like a new label was coming out, and Pen, his wife, is an amazing artist. She was getting involved with designing them, and it just constantly. So what did you make with Brucey? Um, so, just plenty of different things. So, you had um, Longitude, um, the entry level blend, Dragon Tree, uh, Mary Beau from uh, I love that, Mary Stunning Beau. from the Wellington. Where the girl no, sorry, not Wellington, that was um, Robertson, mm. uh, just outside of Robertson on the way to Montague. Amazing vineyards there. Um, 
uh, Frostline, Riesling, um, yes. and the Syrah, which is it's one of the best yeah. Rieslings I've ever tried in South Africa. Music was, Room. Music Room range was being made. Weather Girl, um, one of my favorite Weather Girl, place. Noon Gun. Yeah. Uh, no, oh, what Such an incredible place wine. to start. Um, yeah, we, ha we have an amazing painting in our, in our home um, that my husband and I purchased when we were um, newly engaged. And um, it has a picture of the, I think it is the Longitude Blend um, on, the, on the painting. And huge, it's, it's probably like, I'd say three and a half meters by two meters. So it, it takes up a whole lounge. Nice. <laughs> but we walked into this gallery and saw this, this bottle of Flagstone Longitude and it was the first blend, big blend. <laughs> I was, you know, a part of making and chucking mm. in some wine mm. and moving stuff around and coordinating. And Gorgeous. it was like the start of, of my wine career. So yeah. when did you decide to buy this farm? Because I mean, buying a farm is quite a big undertaking and you're still a bubba. It wasn't, not me, I didn't buy the, the farm. <laughs> so my in-laws purchased uh, Dwasrafezuk, the farm we're on right okay. now. That's about 40 years ago. And um, yeah, and, and they, they're from Johannesburg and had hoped that their son would, would get into, into farming. Mm. So he went off and studied in England and agricultural um, studies. Is he a horticulturalist? Uh, no, so um, more food sciences he studied, um, agricultural food science and production capacity and uh, those sort of things yeah. in, in agriculture and production. And promptly came back to Johannesburg and told his parents he's going into IT. <laughs> That's enough yeah. to make me go absolutely cold. Uh, I'm terrified of IT. Yeah. So he got it out of his system, thank God, and, um, and decided well, to Well, maybe he would have been like super uber-duper rich by now if he'd gone <laughs> that route. I mean, everybody, I don't understand how you can be that rich on... On this, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't believe that I'm so dependent on this. Sometimes I want to throw No, it's it like away. you're missing a limb. That's why I, I it almost feels like it's a part of you. It's, it scares me. A it's bit. amazing. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Well, Elon says that um, you know we, we seem afraid of AI, but it's yeah because that thing is almost like an extended limb. Uh, AI you know, is something yeah. that don't even talk to me about. <laughs> I think it needs to be jettisoned <laughs> off the planet immediately because mm. as if the human race is not stupid enough already mm -hmm. we're making ourselves even more stupid by pressing a button and saying excuse me just tell me yeah, fright know. frightening Gary Absolutely. they used to say that in the olden days they used to say what degree are you reading at university mm -hmm. uh, they can't say that anymore we, we did used to read we used to stay don't you remember staying in the blooming library until two o'clock in the morning yeah study 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 and we had to read and read and read and read and more read and that's how you get clever you know Absolutely. Yeah. You can't just press a button and ask the No phone Google Classroom. To and, uh, so this no. morning my, my daughter's in a panic because we don't have Wi-Fi and she can't study for her exam because she can't access Google Classroom. It's no, it's just terrifying. Another, another world. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now for that's another discussion. Uh, we'll have another one of those. Um, now you are in... Okay, so you, your in-laws purchase the farm mm -hmm. and the two of you go and live on the farm Yes. So Nicholas starts growing flowers, you start growing vineyards. No vineyards on no vineyards on the farm, Carrie. So everything is bought in. Um, okay. so it is primarily fruit and flowers on the farm. Um, we overlap nicely with he's got a big packaged facility where he packages fruit for and obviously the flowers for about ten different what farmers. Fruit do you buy? It's a, a um, uh, ex grown export, uh, plums, pears, apples. Mm. Yeah, lovely. Very cold at the bottom of that valley. Um, we at any one time we're probably about five degrees colder than Stellenbosch. So fantastic cold units for mm. things like plums and apples. Mm. And uh, you should plant some vineyards there. It would be wonderful. The would grapes be wonderful. will taste like pears and plums. They do. <laughs> I've got this thing about the osmotic sort of process between. And if you if you if you look at some of those cabernets, like 
Giles Webb's The Mint. Mm -hmm. It comes from those eucalyptus trees, I'm telling you. I'm not getting into that topic. But <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious, though. Uh, it Who is doesn't delicious. Want I, it? I, I'm not adverse to it at Who all. Who doesn't are. want mm. it? So, you, um, you follow me, and when do you decide that you're going to go on your own, mm -hmm. you're going to do your own thing with sure. So, Carrie, from um, Flagstone, I went on to Labrie and Franchuk and yes. took on as um, head winemaker and GM there. Um, fantastic experience, and then the kiddies came along, and it, it got hell of a tricky. With you know, international travel was now required, and mm. we wanted to have two kids, you know, qu quite with mm. like a year, mm. two years in between, and um, decided to take a sabbatical. It was just a little bit too much. You know, um, yeah, the load and the children. So that was about four years off. I took 2010 to 2014, and it was in about 2013 that my dad uh, approached me and said. I can see you. I, I got involved with the proteas in that sabbatical. There's never ever quite sabbatical time mm, when you farm. Mm, There's always nah. something to do. <laughs> and when you have kids. Yeah. Um, and he said, I can see you itchy. You, you're really missing your wine, aren't you? And I said, terribly, Dad. <laughs> and that was the, the spark. This is your dad. This is my father, yeah. And where is, where is Mr. Hogan? He where does he live? He is in Cape St. Francis now. Uh, my folks live there. Um, but also still involved in business, and he's a full-on entrepreneur. I mean, a lot of the reason, I think, why I do what I do um, with Hogan Wines is sparked by my father um, so what did he do for you he he basically said come let's you can do this I mean because it would always been on the back burner I think I just needed that push and he said well listen put in your savings or whatever you've got towards it and I'll back you or whatever the shortfall is and let's let's go Wonderful. so and Blanc from the Swartland five barrels we kicked off in 2014 yeah Hogan Wines. and what sent you to the Swartland um, I love the translucency of, of the wines, particularly on the granite. It's just absolutely pure. I don't think you can get a mm. purer form of Chenin than gr granitic um, Swatland Chenin. It feels like it's been strained through fine silk. Absolutely. That's a lovely way to put it. It's yeah. just so... Yeah. It's so... Um, delicate. It's, it's delicate, oh, but it's also got that, that, that maritime sort of overtones to it. But it's so pure and so clean. Mm -hmm. I always feel like I could brush my teeth with it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Without yeah. toothpaste. Mm -hmm. It's very clean and lovely and that's what we look for is the purity of fruit to make. You'll see as you get older you know, when you're young you're so worried about all kinds of funny things when you're making wine and tasting it and doing and what 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 And then when you get older your everything starts to change. Your um, you get like an extra sensory perception when it comes to tasting wine. That's a good and thing. I'm very excited for that coming. <laughs> mouthfeel is so important. Mm -hmm. Mouthfeel is very important. And it's that clean um, purity. Mm -hmm. Let's call it purity because there's other words that you can use that are very suggestive and and I'll probably be taken off YouTube. But <laughs> it's it's that purity and clarity of fruit that we love with that palate weight that you need because mm -hmm. you can't have sometimes you get that clean pure fruit and it doesn't do anything it doesn't make you feel like you've got anything no, in it your needs mouth. weight it needs gravitas yeah. yeah and you get that especially from the, the older vines yeah and so who's whose vineyards did you go and steal yeah so this is um uh, a farm called Eidflucht um on in your bears valley so about 10 kilometers from Malmesbury in the middle of the Paderberg. It's a little valley in the, um, the middle there. It's such a nice place, this Swartland. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It's so humble. So, mm. yeah, what you see is what you get when you're in the Swartland. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Mm. So, and it was always going to be Shannon. Uh, just in my mind, it is our Really? Yeah. No, it's heartstring grape for me. You know, and Shannon's such a generous grape. Mm. I love generosity of spirit. And I think the Shannon grape 
has got the biggest generosity mm -hmm. of spirit in the whole Venus world, Absolutely. if you look at it. And flexibility. It's the and most flexible. flexibility. You mm -hmm. can make brandy, you can mm -hmm. make sticky wine, you can make bubbles, you can make dry white, you can make sweet white. It just is the giving grape. Floor wine. I experimented with the floor wine, grape floor, floor yeah, on yes. my Shannon from the Swatland, which um, So you made five barrels of Shannon as your... As, your, as the, um, the onset of Bohogan. Yes. That was our, our, our first go, at, um, okay. the first wine that we made. And um, the thinking was to go full natural ferment. Um, I'd always wanted to do that, but obviously working in other people's cellars. I was going to say, where did you make risk. it? I say again, when. Where? Where? So Labrie, our rented space. Oh, did you? From Labrie. Okay. And that worked beautifully because uh, a dear friend, Irene Waller, who studied with me, she took over from me and... Um, and you were familiar with the cellar anyway because sure. you've yeah. been there. Yeah. I, did, I designed that cellar, so yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I was fortunate like enough to have the option in your to design kitchen, it. You know, you know yeah. where everything is. And Absolutely, yeah. So, you know how the oven works. Mm -hmm. mm. So that was for two years and then Hogan was just was growing, so I, they didn't have enough space for me. And then I approached Sawfleet to rent space and have been there since. Yeah. Is that where you still make it? Still make it Sawfleet. And I, I share a portion of the cellar with um, Virginia Povel, Jenny mm. from Botanica. Mm. And, and she's been there since the beginning of her brand and it, it works mm. really well. They're fantastic it's family. It's so exciting, you know, this little band of brave young Turks that have sort of injected <laughs> Botox into the backside of the South African wine industry. It's just wonderful. <laughs> it is. I, you know, I've seen it come full circle, everything works in 360s we know that but I've, I've watched it sort of go from I think I'm correct in saying that it's probably one of the most beautiful wine lands in the world definitely I, I have hey. heard I have heard Madeira can contest South Madeira Africa when someone who's traveled extensively um, Portugal is beautiful yeah. Madeira is beautiful now listen all wine lands are gorgeous because yeah. we just love we just love wine lands but the Cape Winelands are extraordinarily beautiful. Also in their diversity. I mean, just, just you can travel, I mean, like yeah. 45 minutes and it like, feels like you're in a, in a different know. country. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. really do have magnificent winelands. And we've gone from, from having massive French Huguenot input mm -hmm. and some of the Italians and obviously the English and everybody put their ore in. But somehow that industry is... It's not too much of anything. It's a bit Cape, it's a bit Dutch, it's a bit Portuguese, it's a bit Spanish, it's a bit... We've got all kinds mm -hmm. of varietals that people planted all over the place. And we went from hectically, strictly Afrikaans to this wonderful emerging sort of melange of cultures and this diversity of people who are being chucked into that great big sort of fermentation tank and they're all fermenting together. It's nice. It's good fun. It's nice stuff coming out. And yeah. you're part of it. It must be very exciting. I feel very privileged to carry mm. to you. Or what's happening Tell what's happened the over crew. 10 years. Um, yeah, <laughs> the zoo crew. Because that's all uh, part of it, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so collaborative, uh, like-minded in our, in our thinking, I'd say, um, all of us in the zoo crew. And all independence. Tell everybody what the zoo crew is. Yeah, so it is a group of about, it varies from um, Cape Wine to Cape Wine, and we're probably about 10 to 15 producers, and we all exhibit together at the um, Cape Wine event, which happens you know, every mm. two to three years. And um, yeah, it, it's just a fantastically energetic concept. Um, and some of the, some of the <laughs> best, I mean, who who is my best boy on whole planet Earth? Duncan Savage. Yeah. He's in there. 
Francois Hasbrook, I think. Francois with us. Chris Allight. Chris Allight. You, um, I mean, just everybody who's making a big difference at the moment is in that yeah. crew. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful initiative. Yes, yeah, so just energetic winemakers who just mm. have an absolute passion for South mm. Africca. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Hogan wines because mm -hmm. that's what everybody needs to know about. We've got four. So we've spoken briefly about Chen and we know it comes from the Swartland. Mm -hmm. Are you still using the same vineyards? Still the same vineyards, exactly the Good same. Good girl. Same you know, way. there's nothing like Granny's Victorian sponge recipe that she's had for 2,000 years. It works. It works, yeah. Just keep using it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about your Shannon. It's how do you make it? It's yeah. all really like natural stuff, isn't it? I mean, everything is as, as natural as, as possible. Mm. So um, over three pickings, we, we pick um, in early Feb um, from the Swartland. The, the reason for the, the early picking is for freshness because it gets up to by 10 o'clock in the morning. It's, it's almost 40 degrees. So mm. you start picking mm. at four or five in the morning. You, you try finish by 10. But that early picking portion is important for freshness and vibrancy yeah. and acidity because you lose your acidity as obviously the within a week you can. And what sort of bricks are you amount. picking at? So anything from 20 to 21 and a half. Yeah. So after the drought year in 2016, prior to that, I could push to about 22 bricks, 22 and a half. But uh, the vineyards definitely took a knock um, over that drought period. Did they? Particularly in 2016. They normally quite light drought though, hey? I think it was just consecutive years of drought. Just too much. Because yeah. there was yeah. about eight years of drought. Mm, if we counted them all up. 16, 17, 18, 19, mm. for me, were the four bad drought years and then reprieve in mm. 2020. Mm. But there wasn't a reprieve for those four years. So that, that's where they, mm. they did take a knock. Um, so you had to be on your toes. There is a bit of um, irrigation available, which I'm grateful for. So it's more so that post-harvest irrigation yeah, is waters, so important. Yeah, quite precious in mm -hmm. South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not so much to irrigate, it's more just to give uh, um, the vineyards a, a breather after oh, harvest. A bit yeah. of life back mm, in there. Absolutely. So it's the same vineyards and does it produce enough tonnage it for does. you to, does it? Yeah, between uh, three to five tons a hectare, which is on an old bush vine um, that's, that's 42 years old. Anyone else would be doing one ton a hectare. No, it, it manages well and it's well looked after. And then the vinification process? Vinification, so whole bunch ferment on both the whites, the Chardonnay and the Chenin. Um, the grapes go into a cold room overnight, for which I'm very grateful. My husband being in the fruit industry, I can utilize. <laughs> yes, yes, put the flowers outside. Yeah, they must go. <laughs> and the plums, they yeah. can go frot and winky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, uh, well, fortunately, the, the plums are all done, and it's sort of, yeah, the, the timing yeah, works. Yeah, the timing so. is different, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so the grapes will come in from the Swatland, and that's about a two-hour drive. Um, so they'll get to us at about 12 o'clock, and it's, it's hot, Kerry. So getting them into a cold room at 10 degrees is Quite hugely yeah. beneficial. I don't use sulfur at pressing. So don't you? Um, only after mellow, so I try to keep my sulfur levels as low as possible, but mm. obviously within safe realms mm. um, and I'm not so averse to sulfur I don't mind no, no, it's, it's, as you it's say needed, if you it's keep yeah, you have not an excess uh, you can manage it to yeah, keep yeah. it on the lower, yeah, lower yeah. levels yeah mm. um, yeah so into the cold room next day over to Zorfleet we track it across and uh, sort you know as early as possible in the morning but those grapes are nice do you, and cold do you hand with. sort full bunches hey? whole bunch um, hand sort yeah, yeah. Um, into the press for whole bunch pressing very very soft pressing I'm not after heavy extraction it's, yeah. it's about lightness um, and to tank where it's roughly settled overnight at 10 degrees and then taken to barrel the next day, two to fives and 300 litre so barrels. So you ferment in barrel? Yeah, ferment in barrel. So and do you inoculate? Everything's natural. Just ferment, happens yeah. by itself. Yeah. Have you stolen your own yeasts? And 
only, on the, uh, only on the floor, um, where I couldn't get the floor to grow um, mm. naturally in, mm. in the Zorkley cellar. So, um, mm. uh, John, uh, not John, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> Give me a, sorry, give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I call it COVID brain. I just a brain bite. Yeah. I have been COVID. Uh, Bernard Riddell mm. uh, from Science of Sinai. He very mm. kindly gifted me a little bit of his mother culture to get my, my first. Oh, wow. Talk about Bernard Riddell. My son, who you'll meet later, bought me a case of assorted sizes. Um, Signs of Sana wine for Mother's Day. So I've got like one of everything that he's ever made. It was such a nice Mother's Day present. It arrived from Aramex or whoever mm -hmm. it was the other day. I got so excited. I thought they were for him to take back to England. Lady told Let me that they were for me. Lucky mm. lady. <laughs> I can't wait. That's such special wine. You need to tuck in. Mm. He's doing some great stuff. He really mm. is. Yeah. So you've, you stole some of his yeast mm -hmm. and you make your... Shannon, you don't inoculate. How long does it ferment for? Ah, 21 days to a month, about, yeah. But it's uh, it's intensive. And uh, is it new oak? It's not new no, oak. No, no. Okay. no. I mean, occasionally a new barrel into. will come into the mix, but I, I try to avoid it. Uh, yeah. So averaging out at about fourth full. So, um, perfect. yeah, it works nicely. It's perfect. Yeah. And then? And then um, after ferment, we literally just top and wait for mallow to finish. I go through malolactic on all my wines. We don't do stir. They come, does, do they sort of initiate their own mallow? They do, fortunately. I've, I've had one or two barrels that uh, struggle. Um, Carignan tends to be a variety that struggles with mm. malolactic because it's got quite high acidity to start mm. off with. Mm. Um, we'll take them out into the sun if I have to inoculate. I will uh, with bacteria, but do I can't Do you insist on mallow? Yes. Yeah. Why? Because the wine is in <laughs> Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> because I can, yeah. But the wine is in its most stable state when it's through mallow. And you want mm. a stable wine um, on the shelf. Mm. Um, I'm adverse to heavy filtration and adding, mm. and, and there's also a lot of sulfur, adding, a, adding something to the wine to stop the, mm. the mallow. I'm not keen on doing those processes. So, yeah. so you just let it go through mallow for as long as it wants to? Because sometimes no, 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 it just sits no, 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 in no, there, so you have to put yeah. sulfur in anyway. Uh, no. How do you stop you, that mellow? How do you stop it? Mm. You can stop it with, with, with sulfur, mm. but in my case it sees sulfur when it's finished. It's only going to see it once okay. it's finished. It has to finish mellow. Yeah. Um, so we've had, like I mentioned, a couple of barrels that, that struggle. Um, mm. Like right now I've got everything in my cellar. I've got one barrel of Shannon that um, is refusing to go through, but we'll get it well, there. Well, maybe <laughs> it's going to make a nice, tight, crispy sort of... Well, it's not, uh, it, it's not going to go in, Carrie. That, that's the, that, that's how brutal I am about it. Quivery Shannon. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not stable. Sometimes I like those high tensile ones. Mm -hmm. I got you. Those sort of Chablis-ish type ones. Shannon's not going to make a Chablis, we know that. But sometimes an unoaked Shannon mm -hmm. can be so attractive. It can just be so fresh and clean and gorgeous. I love it. Too? Yeah. Try. So I'd It's <laughs> like forcing your child to write with its left hand. Mm -hmm. Or it's right hand. If it doesn't want to do mellow, leave it. Exactly. I'm not a Montessori parent, but I don't believe <laughs> I don't believe in, in um, forcing. You know, well, I do believe in forcing it sometimes. I do agree with you. Mellow is a good thing, but sometimes too much of a good thing, and then you end up with a big floppy, flabby old lady who's yeah. got so, so we the elastic gone in her panties. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, got you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
so yeah, so we don't want the flabbiness and the fatness. I, I, I don't stir. If there's a bit of reduction, we, we'll have to, um, but yeah. we, we avoid the processed uh, okay. just to keep the, the wines vibrant, uh, just like slow autolysis happening in the mm. barrel is what I'm after, texture. We love Shannon. We've spoken about nothing else. You've got ah. three other wines. <laughs> yeah. You've got Chardonnay, which is gorgeous. Tell me Thank about you, your Chardonnay. Yeah. So Chard is sourced from Bannock, just mm. above Zorfleet, a vineyard there at about 350 meter altitude on rich red soils. Quite Where a is that sort of like so the farm's called Summer Court. Um, is it sort of like, um, you know which farm I'm thinking about with an O? Uh, Oldenburg. Oldenburg. So Oldenburg are opposite, um, other yes. side of Betty, and that's, yes. that's where my husband and I, our fruit farm is. Oh, it's so pretty, yeah, beautiful pretty, there, pretty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oldenburg's is one of my favourite Stunning farms. farm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so your Chardonnay, what do yeah, you do? Pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. So it's Bannock um, and Elanskloof grapes. So high altitude grapes. Mm. So in my mind, quite chibli like this. This high altitude oldie, gives us yeah, beautiful yeah. crystalline character. Mm. And 12% alcohol. So the older, the older oak too, for me, it is, I, I classify it as lightly wooded because that wood is so in the background. You can't even taste the oak on there. It does Sentation. the job it needs to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. the structure and stability, but it must very much so be mm. in the background. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So treat it exactly the same as the shin and uh, wine then making what wise. is the lift? Yeah, so the lift was the floor wine that we made. Was that the floor yeah. wine? Yeah. I didn't taste it. It was gorgeous. It was so was much it? fun. It was really fun. I Tell can't, everyone I can't, how you made it. <laughs> I can't make it again because the floor bloody won't grow. So. Mm. <laughs> anyway, but when the floor does grow, there'll be another one. So it is a multi-vintage. The concept is to have a few vintages of, mm. of Shannon. So mm. a slightly oxidative style of, of wine. Mm. And 50% of it is um, under floor. So you don't get too much of that, that floor character. Yeah, that nuttiness and that, yeah. yeah. It's just a hint of it. Um, and it's from my early picking portion of Shannon, so very low pH, like 3.1 pH, very crisp. Mm. And with it being the early picking, it's a little bit more neutral. So if you think of Palomino that they use mm. for sherry, it is quite mm. a neutral grape. So hence the Shannon and it being early and fresh, it's, it's fairly neutral, the wine. Oh. Yeah. So unusual, so different. So much Lovely. Fun. Very umami. And, and then we so get, yeah, it is umami. Yeah. And then we get to um, your red blend, mm -hmm. which, you know, I studied in, in England. I studied all my wine stuff in England. Okay. And one of my favorite wines was Chateau Mouzon. Brilliant. <laughs> and I know that it's one of yours as well, which is Absolutely. why I was so interested when you made your, whatever your Divergent. blend is called, yeah. Divergent. Mm -hmm. It always makes me think of Bruce Jack again. <laughs> the name, it could be like a Bruce two Jack. Two roads diverged in a wood, <laughs> you know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. He had a wine called Two Roads, yes, if you remember. he did, yeah. Mm. So what is in, tell them. Yeah, Carignan, so Carignan mm. uh, which I'm crazy about, What's amazing variety. It's uh, a funny grape. Bit of a love-hate for, um, I get yeah, different responses about it. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a grape, actually. I, it's, it can make gorgeous mm -hmm. wine, but it's, it, it's, a, it's an only child. It needs loads of attention. Loads, know? loads and loads. Yeah. I mean, in terms of mildew, it is impossible no, to find it just mildew all the time. So we've got to be on our toes. It catches everything in the yeah. vineyard. I always say it's the AIDS baby of the wine industry. <laughs> It loves floor. It's, 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 the floor's <laughs> growing on it and it won't grow on my damn shit and it'll grow on the Carignan, no problem. Anyway, yeah, so it's Carignan, it's um, Sinzo um, mm. and Cabernet Sauvignon. So mm. inspired by Chateau Mouzard. So um, after meeting Serge at the Swap. It's one of the greatest wines in the world. Uh, in my mind too, Carignan, yeah. definitely, yeah. It's like a feral child, in a good, but a good feral child. Yeah, feral. Yeah. And I do feral. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Um, so it was intended to be a, a Cab Cinzo, inspired by the wines from the, um, the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, but now where did you find Carignan? Because to mm. the best of my knowledge, there was only, you know, when I first came back to live in South Africa, there was a guy called Alex Camera. It's from his farm. Is it from there? Yeah. I think his yeah. farm was called Vilgegrund. That's it. And I, to my knowledge, that was the only Carignan in the country. There might have been yeah. one mangy vineyard somewhere mm. else that had Carignan. Yeah. It still is very Okay, little. so that's where you get it it's from. Uh, Alex and Sheila Camera's old farm. Oh, okay. yeah, sadly, right. they've, they've sold it. Yes. Um, and Alex passed, yes. sadly, too. Um, but uh, he was the spark. Uh, he phoned me for 10 years and, at my previous jobs and, and said, Joss, you've got to work with this variety. It is He brilliant. came to see me at Norman Goodfellows one year. And he insisted. You know, his wife was so active in politics mm -hmm. and what have you and I'd known them from there and he insisted that I taste it and the first vintage that he made was so horrible <laughs> it was so horrible it, it you improved. just could it, not drink the stuff <laughs> and I tried to I'm a Libra and I tried to be diplomatic and mm -hmm. I was trying to be nice in those days I was still new in the wine industry in South Africa I was trying to be nice and diplomatic. In the end, I said to him, Alex, I can't sell this wine for you. It's horrible. We're going to have to do something. I'll help you. I'll talk to you. We can mm. work our way through it. But the grapes were lovely. But then, as you say, it's just what happens to them. And it's hard work. Them Carrying in is not yeah. easy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it's taken me quite a few years to Yes, yeah. I'm sure. So what's the, what's the optimum recipe for Carrying Um... So what's fortunate about it is that it's an early ripener, so we pick it um, late January, and it does exceptionally well in that asperous mm. you know, climate, um, red-rich soils. Mm. It, it loves it in Wellington. It does mm. exceptionally well. Mm. So this is about a 20-year-old uh, vineyard. Um, with the mildew, you've got to be on your toes with your spraying. In, in November, mm. December, you cannot what miss the spray. It so it, um, sulfur, mm. um, it would try use. Sulfur is the wine's doctor. Mm -hmm. It's the winemaker's doctor. Just have to have sulfur in it. It's got to be used all the time, yeah. But carefully, I assume. Absolutely. Mm. So it's more about the frequency of your sprays. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So um, carry that. And then in the cellar, it is, it's got a very, very high acidity. So mm. like, as I mentioned, it doesn't always want to go through mallow. Mm, mm. So to get very geeky, there's a, an, acid, an acid called succinic acid, which is like almost like a hidden acid. Yeah. That you, you think that a wine's through mallow, you know, the pH and the, Acid mm. are beautiful, and all of a sudden, your acid's you know skyrockets to seven mm. and a half. You're like, where did mm. that come from? It's like from? a latent acid. You, I know it's horrible. It happens a bit in Merlot. You see mm. it sometimes, yeah. So it can be tricky, but it it it's a beautiful sour type of acidity, unlike any other acid from any other variety. It's like sour black with. cherries. It's sour black cherries. It's exactly black what plums. it is. It's, mm. it's got. Mm. It just adds such a lovely dimension to a red mm. blend. I love mm. it for that. I also do. Yeah. For me, that's the he's the feral child or she. What yes. <laughs> is the carrying in the mix? Them. Oh, yeah. It's them. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so that's those are the three, and do you obviously just vary the percentages from one vintage to the next? It's stuck to around about a third, a third, a third. Okay, um, good. And this is the first vintage, the 2022, where I've upped it to 50% calf, 25. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but Sinso can also get that sour black cherry not, flavor uh, on it sometimes. Not in my mind. For me, I, for me it's, it's more um, red fruit profile. Maybe like a, a, a sour red plum. Maybe a, a sour red maybe plum. Maybe I would rather go with a red plum than a it black plum. It does get sour. You're not it, a black plum. It can plum. be. Yeah. It's a red fruit. Mm -hmm. it Definitely red. more red fruit oriented. It's a sort of a translucent red fruit, really. But yeah. it's got that sourness sometimes. So I, I, I get like a pomegranate sourness sometimes mm. too, which, which mm. I love. I find that an attractive mm. sourness. Mm. 
Um, or depending on where you're picking it, what sort of profile of red fruit you're going to get. And what oak management do you have on that one? So that's also th uh, between fourth and sixth full barrels that I'm working with. And age it for how long? That's just a year. Everything's in a year cycle. So not chasing wood tannin, I'm chasing fruit tannin. Mm. Vibrancy of fruit is, uh, when I picture the mm. wine, I just want to see red, vibrant fruit in, in my mm. race. Yeah. Mm. And you know, sometimes with wines like that, you can get quite a lot of tannin out of those pips and mm. skins. If you, well, if, if you work it hard. Uh, so my yeah. case, no, only punch down. I don't do any pump overs. Mm. And that's also part of this whole philosophy of gentle, mm. soft, powdery tannins is yeah. what I'm chasing. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got the piste de resistance, South Africa's... Cheval Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Cabernet Franc. Cabernet Franc. Not quite like Cheval Blanc. More like the Loire in my mind. I'm, I'm aiming more for Chinon. It's, yeah. yeah, it's more Chinon. <laughs> yeah. um, we have so few. Although I say that, there's a lot more people making Cabernet Franc in South Africa now than there ever was before. And there's very, very, very delicious Cabernet Franc for sale in that Scarpenberg sort of space where I used to be with Fagelegen. Mm -hmm. oh. Yep. Soils there are perfect for Cab Frank. There also, so I'm on the the Helderberg mountainside where, um, yeah, um, Cordoba, Cordoba, old Cordoba. That's it. Yeah, it's exactly so best place for for Cab Frank. The start, I waitressed at 96 Winery Road in my third year. And oh my God, oh, nobody gets away from Ken Forest. No, and and the exposure to those Cordoba wines and just the wine in hey. general, they were so generous. The family of what they shared with, with no, us waiters and waitresses, amazing. and well, we had so much fun. We really yeah, did. Yeah, and that little cellar in that on that farm. I loved Cordoba. I loved Chris Keat. Mm -hmm. um, Good man. Yeah. And now, of course, my darling Skulky Willem is mm -hmm. Doing a making up job. a storm there yeah. with gorgeous wine. Yeah. 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 So does your cab friend come from there? So lower Helderberg. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so on granite as well. I'm a bit mm. addicted to that granite. Have to have. <laughs> have to have to. Yeah. Um, beautiful energy. I just, uh, and vibrancy that you get off the, the granite you know soils on red it's too. Like, it's like, for those of you who don't share this honestly pathetic passion that we all do <laughs> it's like it's like when the rain first rains of summer in the transvaal and they hit the crusher stone in the driveway and it's all granolytic that crusher stone you know and it's the water hits that and you get that smell it comes off a hot granite crusher stone beautiful love it Carrie. that's exactly what that cab frank mm. smells like i love it thank you good to hear it's yeah. just how it should be <laughs> it's an absolute triumph thanks i really appreciate how that. much is it 256,000 rand a bottle or what <laughs> no, nothing ridiculous <laughs> like that. only 360 Three, um retail price 360 for my cab such Frank. a lucky number keep it at that sounds good mm. <laughs> is that all you charge for it yeah that's what we charge yeah guys it really is one of the best cabernet funk that's why you can't get any very little of it made sadly yeah I'd like to make more eventually as, as we grow, Carrie, but I, I can only grow so much. It's, it's uh, to attend to every barrel. So, when you there. say grow, do you lease these vineyards from these farmers, or do, you, or do you go and choose a vineyard and say, I'll tend it for you, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to pay until I buy you, just buy the grapes from it? So, uh, different scenarios for different farmers uh, mm. that work for them. Um, very often, a vineyard is shared between winemakers. So, in the case of my Cab Franc, I share it with Christy Lariche and, and Dallet. They, they use the other portion for their, um, their rosé. So, for different purposes, that, that block's been used. 
And uh, if you, you want extra farming practices over and above what the farmer offers per ton, uh, that is for your cost. And this is in this vineyard's case, what we okay. do. Um, but we are we heavily involved in the vineyard, and um, Kristen and I speak frequently. Uh, he's also good. Oh, he's a boy, and he's so knowledgeable about the area. I was area supposed too. to go to well, not just knowledgeable about everything, not just that area. I know he's yeah. a lovely boy. I was supposed to go to a tasting of his on last week, and I couldn't get there. But also launching some new some new vintages. So for everybody to know, you are here to release your new vintages. Mm -hmm. I don't know how we're going to do this. We're going to have to drug Morgan. <laughs> and while she's not looking, buy all this wine. I don't know how we're going to do it. There's not lots to buy, is there? Oh, and what vintages are you releasing? This is 2022 that we're on. Yeah. All 2022? All 2022, yeah. Do you keep anything back as a library for yourself? As much as I can, Gary. So don't tell me that. <laughs> when I say as much as I can... <laughs> We're talking like 10 cases is all I can really afford to keep back. But mm. it's important. It really mm. is important well, to go back and library. see how you've grown and how things have evolved. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So exports, there are even venture the mm -hmm. question of exports when you've got so little wine. We do. do. We do export, but obviously also a very limited volume to each country. Mm. Yeah. So uh, in the UK, I'm uh, with Richard Kelly from Dreyfus Ashby, and his, his knowledge, obviously, of South Africa is brilliant. And just mm. He really is great and was my first person to take on Hogan and mm. um, start exporting. Um, uh, Japan, also a strong market for us. Um, yeah, they would yeah. love those clean wines. Yeah. So they, they love the Cab Franc with um, all the Asian food. And, mm. uh, amazing mm. pairings and ideas they come up with with the Cab Franc. I think they've got more Michelin-starred restaurants per capita in Japan than anywhere else in the they world, do. actually. They do, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, the focus is heavily on South Africa. Uh, we're probably about 50-50 in terms of export versus local. Yeah, you have to, you have to, unfortunately, with our economy at the moment, you would you wouldn't survive if you didn't export. You uh, yeah, yeah. At least 50% yeah, of your Yeah, but your local market and your following is equally as, as important for me, Carrie, yeah. Yeah. Um, when the rest of the world was going through chaos and certain countries were, um, were struggling and we couldn't export, um, the locals were amazing. Oh, they, they picked up the mm. baton and really took care of mm. the wine brands. Yeah. Mm. And then Joss Stone, Barbara Hogan. <laughs> Stone, Barbara Hogan. <laughs> I love Joss Stone, the singer. What? She's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? what book is next to your bed at night? At the moment, uh, Stanley Tucci's Taste book. How gorgeous is that, man? Oh, I love, love, love. Did you watch that thing on CNN? I haven't yet, but I've, no. only, I've heard about how brilliant oh, he is. I love him. I was absolutely <laughs> transfixed. I couldn't stop watching, and I believe he's making another one. What a gorgeous man. He just biggest so fun, fun, eating, yeah. drinking, laughing, singing. We, we love gorgeous the same We love that. We love the same yeah. thing. <laughs> so you're busy with Stanley Tucci. Mm -hmm. What's your death row meal? Wow, that's a tough one, man. That takes thought. <laughs> you got two no, seconds. No, no, okay. Um, you can change it the next time I, I know, interview you. I know, I know. Um, I was served Usabuko on honeymoon. Where was honeymoon? Honeymoon was in France. Amazing that it was in France I was served Usabuko. Tiny little guest house we stayed at um, in the Champagne area, uh, Epinay. Nice. Uh, with a wonderful lady, Brigitte foot and her and her husband ran Chateau Saron for uh, Mauritius Chanton. Yes. 
and she took care of us for, for about three, four days while we were in I campaign. I could do a honeymoon <laughs> like that. And she cooked us an osobuco that wanted to make me cry with a bottle of uh, Macon Chardonnay, big fat juicy Macon with osobuco. Oh. That was that'll, that'll be my death row meal. <laughs> with Bridget Petrovi, if she can cook it I'll for me. I'll go with that. Yeah. Death row meal, yeah, yeah, I could do that. You've got two girls. No, or a girl uh, and a, a, boy. a boy. A boy and a girl, yeah. Either of them interested in wine? Daughter definitely okay. definitely shows interest. Um, I think I, I sensorily, I think what, what also led to heading into winemaking, um, my father has the most incredible nose, you know, you could always pick up smells and describe them beautifully and that was, I, I, I like think to think I've inherited a bit of it. I think it's a talent, <laughs> like some people can draw, some people can play the piano, some people, some people can smell better than others, mm. you yeah. know. So mm. it's more heightened in my son. Um, but my daughter just shows incredible interest uh, in wine and what How are you doing? How old are wine? they now? So they are 12 and 14. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And lovely age right now. Just really enjoying them. They, yeah, it so gets better. Just love it until 16. Oh. <laughs> and then send them to the Battersea Dogs Home or something mm, until yeah. they're 30. Because <laughs> they just horrors, eh? they become awful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jonathan's turned back into a human being at about the age of 30. Great that he's and in now wine. I I'm love so him. Glad to hear that. Always been in wine, your, your son. Or, no, uh, he's okay. never been in wine. He didn't ever want to be in wine like his mother. But life really didn't. Life, life played <laughs> horrible tricks on Jonathan. He had a very, very, very hectic accident. Sorry. And so that. he, his life changed forever. So he couldn't continue doing what he was doing. So he said to me, "Oh well, I suppose you know, my child had never even opened a laptop in his life before. I don't think, but he's loving it and he's quite good at it." Fantastic. So we'll see. So your babies, boarding mm -hmm. school or not boarding school? No, no. Um, the farm's close enough. So uh, one at Paul Rose and one at, at Rhenish. And um, very happy. Yeah, we are so privileged to live in Stellenbosch. And just the, know, the community so there pretty. is just fabulous. Good families, good Can people. Can people visit your farm for tastings or not? Uh, by appointment, Harry, and, and preferably in you know, a slightly bigger groups. You know, if you can mm. you know, collaborate and get a few people together, that makes it a bit easier for me. Um, uh, yeah, but not sadly not open to the public. We're just not geared for that. Um, no. And I prefer the intimacy of, of small tasters. No, yeah. and Exanimo are your distributors, yes. so anybody who wants can get hold of Morgan. For sure. I think Cal will have to do something about putting Morgan somewhere. I don't know how we'll do it, but mm -hmm. we'll do it. Um, because I think if you want some Hogan wines, you're going to have to... You're going to have to try and buy them within the next 24 hours, otherwise you're not going to be any left. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that sort of oh. thing. What's next for you? Next, um, winemaking-wise, or just in general. Just in general, um, We're looking at a Bannock um, Shannon, which is quite a big step for me because, you know, the heart is so, you know, entrenched in Swartland, but loving the fact that this, you know, this vineyard of Shard that's, you know, so close to the cellar and, and I can get in there and regularly. And if you think of some of the other Chardonnays that are coming from around that area, they're so nice. Beautiful area for Chardonnay. They're and Cab so Franc. I mean, they're nice. very tempted to plant yeah. some Cab Franc on our farm, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, just tell your, just tell, Abby must, uh, yeah. tell your husband, tell Nicholas that you want that bottom right-hand corner. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> So you're going to make some some Shannon, Shannon? Some Chard. Yeah. So so the, the so the Chard is in existence, obviously in the, yes. the Chard that I make, yes, but yes, it's yes. Uh, a few rows of Shannon that I only discovered recently that planted just below our Chardonnay block, oh, and yeah. we're looking for a home. So I, I've experimented this year, and it's looking promising. So Goodie. we will see. Yeah, 400 meter altitude grapes. Um, All you need on the Simonsburg 
lucky lady. I nice. can't wait. Yeah. Your life is gorgeous. I know a million it's people great. who would love to swap with you. But don't. You. Just stay <laughs> doing what you're doing because we love your wine. Thank you. Just thank you so much. I haven't even got wine yet for us to taste in chess, but cheers. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. So nice to have some time. And I so look forward. I'm tasting those wines tonight, mm -hmm. guys. Tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Great, great, great.